came in for a mission. The snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner. Enzo caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Victory Monday, third Victory Monday in a row. This has been so much fun. Glad we are getting on a roll here, and I am very excited to be joined by tight end O.J. Howard. O.J., thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, man, I, I just feel like that game, uh, I was talking to Coach earlier today, and I asked him if it was exciting or stressful. He said he went more with the stressful part. Where, where do you fall on that spectrum? I'm with him. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody I've, I've seen this week, <clears throat> they said that was kind of a stressful one, but it, I agree. You know, we uh, we pulled it out, but we made it a little harder than we should have on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. What is the biggest thing for those come behind, come from behind victories that I feel like most teams in, in your position of, you know, you have a couple turnovers early, you're down by double-digit points multiple times. That's an easy game to just kind of throw in the towel and, and get down, whether it's intentional or not, but just feel down on yourselves and never really dig back out. What is the difference in the game where you can pull that out? Yeah, I just think our team just showed a lot of maturity. Um, you know, this game is full of adversity. Um, you know, I, I don't know if uh, a team a year ago we would have be able to handle that, but or early in the season, you know, our team we just showed so much maturity. Even this year, um, with handling games, uh, there were some points in that game where um, you know th- they had really good field position. Our defense stepped up big. Uh, our offense had an opportunity to make plays, and we did, and we went down and scored and won the game. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I heard uh, Cam, Jameis, a bunch of people saying that about how they felt like this team in this exact same game earlier this year years in the past mm-hmm. would not have won that game so what is you mentioned maturity but I mean it I feel like there's always been you know veteran guys on the team what you know that you right. guys have, right. have had that to degree so what feels like it's shifted especially recently um I just think it comes down to uh the way you practice uh, uh the, the way you just carry yourself and the leaders what we're speaking you know the leader what the leaders are speaking every week um after practice that we're knowing we got to win uh, we knew where the situation was. It came up a little short as far as, like, our playoff hopes, but we knew that we had to win for us to keep our chances alive. So uh, that was just so much at stake, and everyone knew what it takes, and we were like, we can't – it's in our hands. We got to go out and try to win. We got to keep playing hard, and we can't give up. And, you know, I just think that shows a lot about our team and our, and our character. You mentioned the, the veterans and, and the guys just kind of talking about what you guys need to do. I heard that at halftime there were some fiery words from, from some vets. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who did that kind of come from, and what were some of the messages that they were given to the team? Yeah, you know, uh, James does a great job of just always, you know, he's always picking us up. You know, no matter what goes on in the game, you know, you can see on his face he always has the upbringing spirit, and he never, let, like, gets rattled. And, uh, you know, uh, it was one of those things where he kept saying, like, hey, it's on me. Hey, we're going to pick it up. And, you know, you believe him. When he speaks, he's just one of those things where you look at him like, hey, he got that fire in his eyes. Uh, we're going to go out and win this game. Mike Evans went down. And uh, we knew that we needed some players to step up big, and uh, they were going to double-team Chris Godwin. So other guys stepped up and made huge plays. Justin Watson got a chance to come in. I mean, that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. Yeah, do you feel like there can sometimes be a mentality of just we're going to find a way to win, that there are certain teams that have that attitude of just the feeling that you're going to pull it out where maybe it's a difference in, man, I wonder how we would be able to pull this out versus we are going to pull this out. Does that feel like something that's kind of accurate of how you all felt? Absolutely. Um, you know, um, a lot of teams get, like like I was saying, us in general, a, a team of us in the past, We one of those things where we probably like panic. Oh, man, we're down by a couple scores. We got a couple turnovers. Like, 
we got to find it. We're going to try to have to do something to win. We got to try to make a huge play. Uh, with us, yesterday we just kept pounding, kept playing the game, kept running the ball, kept passing the ball. We were balanced. We stayed into it. And then, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we gave our, you know, our, the defense gave us a chance to go down and win the game late. And that's all it's about. Yeah, and how important is, is the three in a row that, I mean, last week we were talking about how was the first time you guys had gotten wins back-to-back. So being able mm-hmm. to put them together, I mean, of course, to, to be able to have a winning season, you're always going to have to at least do that to a degree. But um, three in a row in particular, knowing it had been a while since this team had done that, how, how important is that? Um, it's very important. It feels good. Um, all week, um, our, our offensive coordinator, Coach Leftwich, has always kept striving on December football. You know, um, you know, this year we don't get a chance to control our destiny in December, but uh, we're pre- preparing for next year. Um, December, December football teams go on to go to the playoffs and do special things. So we're trying to learn how to win December football games, and it started with you know yesterday and those two games before. Uh, so we can get ready for next season and finish out strong this December and just learn how to win when it's time to win in those crunch time games. Absolutely. We're talking to tight end O.J. Howard, and you guys had 542 yards of offense. Jameis wow. threw for 456 yards, his, his career high, which, I mean, he's a guy known for getting some yards, so that's yeah. saying something for him. How did you guys put together a performance like that? I mean, that shows that, again, it was a complete offensive performance, a lot of guys having to get involved to get that many yards. What was working so well for the offense as a whole? Um, you know, I, I think it was just our balance. You know, we – we, we really didn't put ourselves in really uh, a lot of bad situations, a lot of 30 longs, like 30 and 20s, 30 and 12s, ones that are, like, kind of hard to manage. Uh, we always had third and shorts, and we did a good job of converting on those. So um, I think that just helped us to, to keep the drives alive. You know, um, you know, like I said, we, we had opportunities in the game earlier where we uh, didn't capitalize, but at the second half of the football game, we did a very good job of, you know, coming out and, and converting on those third downs to allow, to, to allow uh, scoring drives. And I know that another bit of adversity, we talked about kind of the, the turnovers and some things that it would have been easy to, to get down on yourselves early. Mike mm-hmm. Evans going down pretty early in the game. Yep. That's got to be a, a big blow to the offense and to what you guys are, are thinking you're going to be able to do. So what's the mindset in that moment when, whether it's that specific instance with Mike or just in general, someone important to the team goes down, what's the mindset then? Uh, the biggest mindset is, you know, um, someone else has to step up and, you know, do a role that they haven't done. You know, you may not even have got the reps at practice all week for that role. You know, I'm not sure if Justin Watson had the reps at that position or, you know, not many people noticed Tanner Hudson was going in on third downs playing an extra receiver. You know, I know he didn't get those reps personally. So uh, things like that are always going to happen when, when players get hurt. It's just about being the next man up. And when you have guys that are on the same page as a quarterback and that can step in like that, it helps us uh, succeed a lot. Yeah, that's an interesting point about just the, the reps at areas that you're not used to. That um, It's one thing to just say you should be prepared for your job, which is already asking a lot in the NFL, a right. lot of film study, a lot of practice reps. But mm-hmm. to what, how do you even know what all you should try to prepare po- for in a game? And, and how does that work when all of a sudden you're thrust into a position maybe that you're not ready for? And, and has, this, has this happened to you? Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it all goes back to, like, OTAs when we were first learning offense. And coach always goes, hey, don't just learn your position. Learn the whole concept. Because you can be playing an F, Z, or X depending on the uh, the personnel. So you know when they when they change the personnel up, when Mike went down, we put you know an extra uh, tight end as a receiver. He still knew that uh, in this concept, I got this route or whatever it may be. So that's what it comes down to when you learn a concept or something. Uh, no matter what coach calls, you should know what that what you have. And 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 I think yesterday showed that a lot of our guys knew the, knew how that goes. Yeah, it was so unfortunate that Mike went down on that play, especially it was such a, a beautiful play, that 61-yard catch. And um, how have you seen Jameis's deep ball improve over the years? And just overall, what does he like to work with on some of those deeper passes? I know you've had right. some some uh, some sizable mm-hmm. chunk plays, especially in recent right. weeks as well from him. Uh, you know, the biggest thing about Jameis' deep ball, 
he always give you an opportunity uh, to give you a ball you can handle. It's, what I mean by that is, like, you know, uh, Mike's one of the fastest receivers on the go ball. He's going to lay it out there and Mike's can go get it, you know, whereas, uh, you know, Mike's the fastest guy, but you may have myself who probably I'm not as fast as Mike on the go ball. So Jameis has to know how I like to catch up with the go ball. So he always gives us a ball we can handle, and I think that's just the biggest improvement I've seen from him, just, like, always giving each guy um, a ball he can handle depending going from different speeds from all the players we have on our team. We talked about how many people had to step up in the wake of Mike going down and then just the fact that the offense was clicking on so many cylinders, it was going to everybody, as you guys always like to say, letting everybody eat a little yeah, bit. And yeah. uh, one of those guys that stepped up, you mentioned Brashad Perriman, um, in Jacksonville also had a, a really big game and then ends up with the, essentially the game-winning touchdown yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, how have you seen him sort of essentially turn a corner in these recent games and really finally get some of that production that I think they imagined with him being the third wide receiver all year? Uh, it's, it's awesome to see that. You know, um, I've, we've been seeing BP work hard all all year at practice, and he stays behind practice also and work hard with Jameis on uh, certain routes they want to get in get in together on. And it's just finally showing up on Sundays, you know, and that's what it's all about. Sometimes, you know, this game won't always go as planned for you, but uh, you, you just got to keep trusting it. And I think that's what we've seen from him, and now it's all coming around full circle for him. Yeah, what are some of his specific skill sets, like the type of receiver that he is and what he brings to the table? Oh, he's a speedster. You know, he's a guy uh, he can definitely get behind the defense with his go ball. Um, you know, he, um, take him across the middle of the field on, on deep crossing routes. He's, he's a fast guy, man. And, you know, one of the things about him, we want to get on the ball. Reverses, any, any way we can get the ball to him quick, screens, just to let him open up a run, um, that's, that'll be good for our offense. Yeah, take us through that last game-winning drive and, and touchdown and, and what that was like to be a part of the offense for those drives. Is that is that kind of what you yeah. you want to be in that situation? Right. Yeah, I can, I can honestly remember in the huddle, I was telling BP, I was like, man, we're about to go down and score and win the game. I was like, this is about to be pretty cool. You know, and, that, and then he ended up scoring, so that was awesome. So it's scored. all thanks to you is what I hear. It yeah, sounds like yeah, you yeah, called I it. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, I got to go talk to him about it, man, because I, <laughs> I I, we were just joking about it, like, man, we're about to, you know, we're about to win this game, so. You know, and, and, and that drive was just one of those things where uh, Jameis was, you know, he knew. We all knew that we needed his drive uh, with, with how much time was on the clock. Uh, we had to go down to score. And, I mean, we got some chunk plays. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember the plays by heart, but uh, we I know. Yeah, I know Justin we, Watson got a big third down catch yeah. on one of them. And I know there was the there was the third and essentially like one chain link on the first yeah, down yeah, that's line. That's right. That's right. We had a we – Oh, man, the fourth down by Dari. That's what we, he has, we, the yeah, fourth down. Yeah, we That's... went for it on third down. We got stopped. And then Dari had a good, uh, you know, conversion on fourth down to allow us to set up the score to Bashar the next play, I think. So, I mean, it was just a lot going on. And, I mean, it was it was a great drive. So, we had some conversions we had to make, and we did. What's that like to be out there on that fourth down knowing the game is on the line? It, it was one of those things where, like, you want the ball. You're like, <laughs> you know, some some people like to make that play. And, uh, you know, Dari, he, he, he ran a great route. He got open against the linebacker, and he secured the catch. And, I mean, he kept the drive alive and then obviously set up the game when he scored a touchdown, so it was huge. Yeah, that was a great play for him. I know um, he was upset with the, the fumble earlier in the game, but that play at the right. end definitely came back to, to save the day. And, um, you know, I, I think Rojo and Peyton get a lot of the attention, of course, for the run game. But what mm -hmm. has Dari brought to this offense and, and the way you've seen him grow this year? Uh, a lot. You know, I remember him last year. Um, you know, his route running just took a, a big step, and we all saw, saw it when he came in for OTAs. And uh, that was a big reason why, you know, he's our third down back. He has good hands. He's going to get open in the screen game. He can win like like he did on the fourth down conversion, one-on-one -on -one with backers. Um, he, he's just done a lot for us this year. And, and, you know, it took a tremendous leap. And, you know, as I'm always happy to see a guy does that. And he's one of our special teams captains, so he does his job on special teams also. Yeah, we mentioned, uh, speaking of special teams, Justin Watson having to step up as a wide receiver but also had to step up as a punt returner, something yeah. he hadn't done in college or the pros. 
what, what is it like to, to watch someone like that have to be thrust into a situation like that? And what did you see in terms of the way he was preparing this week for that role? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think he really had much time to prepare. Yeah. You know, it was a end-of-the-week decision, you know, after we, uh, someone went down for us. So, uh, but he handled it well. He handled it like a pro, you know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Next man up. It happened to him twice. It, like, <laughs> how, do you got, how does it feel to go from being, you know, put on part return then having to go play the starting X receiver once the the guy Mike goes down, so he had a big week that showed a lot of adversity. He did great. He handled all that. Yeah, that's, well. a, that's a lot of yeah. pressure. Um, I saw that you posted on Instagram that you were congratulating him on that first touchdown that he got, yep. and um, I, I always think that's so cool to see teammates get really excited for mm -hmm. each other when they have those milestones. So yeah, to, do you remember when were you out there on the field with him? I forget if you were out there on that play for when he got that touchdown or not. Yeah, I was out there. Yep. I, yeah. I, I, yep. I was out there. So. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I was actually blocking, so I was blocking. and then. So, again, uh, another guy owes you for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. J.Y., you got me, man. So, yeah, they uh, brought a bliss, whatever, picked it up. We all, the running back picked it up. Rojo or whoever was in picked it up. You know, we all picked up the bliss. And then, you know, I saw Justin stumble a little bit. And then James found him in the end zone. He caught it. Like, great catch. It was hard to catch, too. So, I mean, you know, it's always awesome to see a guy get his first career touchdown. Yeah, and, and how do you get excited with them out there on the field in that moment? Like, did you even understand in that moment that I was his first touchdown and yeah, you get to celebrate absolu that? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is just his second year. So, you know, I know last year I, I, didn't, I didn't remember getting a touchdown. So at that moment I was like, wow, that had to be his first career. And then you could kind of just tell from the excitement on his face that it was his first one. So. I mean, it was. I was just genuinely happy for him. He didn't seem to have much of a celebration, did he? No, he just making sure he take that ball home. Yeah, that's he a did, good he call. He did the right thing. Yeah, I think that didn't Devin throw the ball into the stands after his first touchdown? Yeah, he did. He did, but he got it back. He got it back. He okay, got good. it back. The guy gave it back to him. I've been meaning to ask. I wanted to make yeah. sure he got that back. All right, well, we still have plenty more coming up here with tight end O.J. Howard live from Hooters on Hillsborough like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. We're going to have more on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back in, Bucks fans. Again, happy Victory Monday, the third Victory Monday in a row, which always makes these shows even more fun. And I am honored to be joined by tight end O.J. Howard. Uh, we were just talking about that game and that big win. Um, I wanted to hear also about uh, how were you happy for Ryan Griffin finally getting to get in there and get some snaps? Yeah, yeah. Uh... You don't ever like how it happened. You never want anybody to get hurt or to be, you know, having them go down. You never right. want that to be the reason he's getting in there. But if he's going to get in there, were you, were you excited he finally got that chance? Yeah, I was happy for Ryan. And, you know, that was his first career game. He got a chance to play in. And uh, this guy right here, myself, got his got Ryan's first career reception. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So We just keep racking up yeah. how many guys you were yeah, responsible yeah. for good things <laughs> happening. <laughs> did, you, uh, yeah. did you thank him for this? Of, hey, that I'm going to forever be going down in the stat book as your first catch? Yeah, I did. I, I actually um, – Somebody brought it to my attention after the game in the locker room, and then I went over to Ron and was like, hey, man, did you know that? He was like, yeah, I knew. He said, you should have scored. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, I got you. He was like, yeah. it wasn't good enough. You just <laughs> caught it. You, right, you right, should have told right. well, then you should have thrown me a touchdown, you exactly, know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's pretty great. Um, and, yeah, for you, you were the second leading uh, receiver in yards for the team. Uh, overall, what was working for you this game, and, and um, just how did it feel out there for you in that comfort level? Um, you know, uh, we, we knew that there were a lot of coverages they were going to do, uh, a lot of two cut Tampa two, and um, you know, and and we had some plays called up, you know, t like towards the end of the game that we just kind of saw what they were doing on on uh, just from that game, and we made some adjustments on the sideline and uh, allowed us to get open uh, in some plays. So uh, that's really what happened, uh, and and you know, James did a good job of finding us, and we had a good time. We had protection, so uh, it's always when you do all those things, it, it always turns out good. Yeah, you had a. 
61 yards on five catches against Jacksonville the week before, so it feels like definitely putting a few games in a row here for you that have been really productive. And um, Does it feel like it's just been about opportunities, or is there something specific maybe about this offense that's really kind of clicking well for you finally, or what's kind of right. been the, the turning point for you this season? Um, I, I think it's been a little bit of both, a little bit of, a little more opportunities also, but uh, for the biggest thing is me just, you know, uh, just trusting it, you know, my, my route running and, and, and getting on the same page with uh, Jameis. You know, like I, like I told Lucena, my BP earlier, staying behind practice, I've been doing that also with Jameis. You know, as we have all season, we all all have. So uh, I think it all just ends up all just making sense in the end. When you keep doing things like that, it just all pays off eventually. You can't necessarily force it. It's just going to take a little time to right. all kind of click in there. Yeah. Um, for you guys, there, there have been a few games now where the defense is who's out there at the very end to, to try to win the game as much. You guys did have that game-winning drive to go ahead, but then the defense still had to get out there and make another stop. Right, What's right. it like being on the sideline in those moments when you're like, all right, well, we did our job, and now you just have to sit there and watch? Yeah, it, it's kind of hard. You know, it's, it's tough because, you know, you, you're just hoping that, you know, we can get a big uh, a, a fumble recover, interception, or something that just seals it away quick. And, uh, you know, I think – I'm losing track of this game, but I think they, they went for the fourth down or we stopped them or, or Yeah, or this whatnot. is the thing. You guys are already on Mondays are like moving on to the next yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So, so, I mean, all the rest of us get to dwell on it right. for days and celebrate the win. You guys are already having to move on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we had to bat it past to win the game. Mm-hmm. And, and the quarterback tried to throw it again, which he can't throw it twice. Yep. Got a flag. So, yeah, we – I mean, it was just one of those things where you're just hoping the defense make a big play. Uh, they stepped up big and – you know, that was, that was huge for us. Yeah, and what's it been like to watch them sort of evolve? It's interesting because the way you talked about you and the offense and the way that it's sort of been clicking, it feels like that's what's happening with the defense as well, yeah. that everything's starting to kind of come together around mm-hmm. the same time. So um, what have you seen from whether it was you going against the defense even back in training camp and then all the way to now, the way that they've right. really taken to bowl system and started growing together? Yeah, uh, you know, our, our defense has made a tremendous jump, you know, just I think from just playing together. Uh, you see Devin White's coming around, and he's making plays like three, four weeks in a row. He's been just – he won the uh, defensive rookie of the month. So, I mean, you know, he's been just putting together a lot of games for us, and he had a, a real huge uh, uh, knockout. He punched the ball out for his fumble uh, in that game yesterday. So he's just been making plays, and guys are stepping up uh, big, and guys that have been doing it all year long, such as Vita, but Levante, those guys, they, they, they keep playing great. Shaq Barrett, I mean, oh, good all, all those guys, man, they're just playing great. Yeah, have yeah. you had to try to block Shaq at all in, in, in practice? I figured, yeah, you. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I knew he was like that when I was in. Uh, we was in training camp. We get a lot of one on ones and stuff. So we were doing a one on one drill. I'm like, this dude got a move I never really seen. Ooh. Like, you know. So I'm like, what is this? You know. So. <laughs> and you're just thankful that it wasn't going to be against you right, most of the time. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you know, I knew Shaq was going to be special, man. And the, what he's done this year is just tremendous, and I'm I'm happy for him because. You know, he's been in Denver for a while behind some great guys, so he's finally getting a chance to show what he can do. I love that. And it was my cause, my cleats, uh, which is always a fun game. Do you enjoy getting to do that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. That's that's always awesome. Uh, you know, everyone gets to uh, do their foundations or, or things that they truly want to, uh, you know, um, um, wear and, and show support for. So I think that was all always cool to see the different cl- uh, cleats and foundations. And what did you do yours on? I did my foundation, uh, the uh, the Got the Juice Foundation. O.J. Howard Got the Juice Foundation. So uh, basically it was about uh, <clears throat> kids and giving back to uh, the kids about uh, school supplies and how big education is so important. I'm graduating high school and graduating college and just things like that because I, 
I do my backpack uh, giveaway every year back home and, uh, you know, looking forward to bringing it here to Tampa soon also. That would be awesome. And, yep. and why is that the cause that's sort of near and dear to your heart? You know, because, you know, when I was growing up, my mom, she would always tell me, like, you know, we, you know, you play a lot of sports, you can, you can play sports and, and do all that. But at the end of the day, this is what they can't take away from you is your education. So I was just big on that. And I knew if I didn't get my grades, I wasn't going to play. So, yep. you know, I, I used to, I would hate to see guys that I knew personally, like, were great talent and good players that we knew we needed on our team in high school and they just couldn't help us because they couldn't play. They weren't eligible. So, you know, I hate that for that to happen to anybody. So that's why I always stress to the kids, like, just do your work, you know, get it done and everything else is going to come. Yeah, it sounds like your mom was pretty smart. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she she helped me. She was with it. Has she uh, given you any of the I told you so's about, the like, saying that now this is why you are where you are? Is that she, she Oh, you know, I mean, it happened so young that she didn't have to. And I, she was on me so young, like third or fourth grade, that, I mean, I was, wow. already, I was already on it when I got – she didn't even have to do it too many more times. That's impressive. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Good for her. And do you guys look at each other's cleats and, and sort of comment on who's you like best and, and not so much? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I – uh, you know, I, the, my favorite pair were uh, Sue's. I, you know, he had a custom pair that were pretty awesome. I, I can't remember what he did them for. I think it was uh, his foundation. Fa- his think, foundation. Yeah. He was just he just told me he was going to give them to his mom after the game because that's what I remember him telling me. That's but he had sweet. some pretty cool ones. Uh, you know, Mike Mike did his Mike Evans foundation. Those were pretty cool. Tanner Hudson wore a pair of heels too, so that was, they had some really nice looking cleats. That's pretty cool. And yeah. I, I imagine that this is something that you guys are a little competitive about even maybe of like the way that your cleats look. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and the thing about it is you, you can either like have a lot of say so in them or you can't, you don't, you you know, uh, as much as you want, as little as possible. You know, I just let the, the, uh, the, the designer do his thing with mine because he did a great job last year. He did a good job this year. So so you were like, that's it. Just keep doing it, man. Some people really want certain things on them and then, you know, so it is what it is, you know, that's great. Um, how about the idea of in this game, we, we talked again about Mike, going down and the way guys had to step up. Donovan Smith missed some time. Um, how much has he meant to this offense and the fact that he has this incredible Ironman streak of where yeah. he is, you know, there just every game starting has been just incredible this, through his five, now almost five seasons worth yeah. here. That's pretty awesome. I, when, he was, when he was telling me that about that, like I think I caught on to it last year. And I, I was like, man, that's pretty impressive, man, to, to play left tackle and be all up in that uh, physical massacre every Sunday and still make it out for three – or five straight seasons in a row. So, I mean, that's impressive. And, you know, he just and, – and then you guys got to – people have to listen to his story, like what he does for rehab, for uh, recovery and stuff. And, and that will surprise you even more what he does to, to stay healthy. So, I mean, he's one of those freaking nature guys that don't have to really do much, but he, he stays healthy. Yeah, I saw yeah. that – I think the first play where he was out and they had to bring in, uh, I think, Wells to back him up, that you ended up over there on that side blocking as well. Was that – essentially to kind of offer help to get him in there? Was that another area where you were all of a sudden asked to kind of block a little bit more because of that? Yeah, well, it was one of those things where this is what actually happened, honestly. So we were in our big personnel, which means Wells, before Donovan got hurt, the play he got hurt on, we were in big personnel. Wells was the tight end, why I was the tight end F. And the by rule, you can't go to a position player to a lineman without taking the play off. So we had to move Earl Wofford to tackle, who, who was a starting right guard. They brought in somebody else. I can't remember to play Earl's position. And then the next play, Wells came in to play tackle. So it was a lot going on. Yeah, I, that's I, a didn't, lot I didn't know that rule. Earl Wofford had to tell the coaches, like, hey, he can't come in for him because he was playing tight end that last play. He got to sit out a play first. And then they were like, oh, the, right, the ref was like, yeah, he's right. He got to get out. Wow. And, and, and so that happened. Props to Earl. Yeah, yeah, he knew. I was like, that's pretty awesome that he knew the rules. 
And but yeah, when when Wells came over, uh, you know, nothing changed really. They uh, it was all the same really. We just if we had a protection play where I was in still blocking, it it would be. Uh, it was nothing more like I had to help chip more or anything. So uh, it was really just the same game plan. We're talking to tight end OJ Howard. It's crazy the size of the NFL rule book. Yeah. And that every year it seems like there ends up being something where you see people kind of be like, oh, that's that's yep. a thing. Is that how often are you guys discussing? as weird as it sounds, the rule book and certain kind of weird, you know, things right. that might not be as obvious. I mean, they come in every, uh, during camp, I think the officials, go, we have to go over the rule books with them. Uh, they change so much stuff every year. Like, you know, the roof, the reviews this year is, a, I mean, everybody knows that's a big change, but just a little thing like in London, you guys saw that the team had a chance to do a free kick or something like to get points. Like they fair catch it and then they get to go from where he caught it at. And they hadn't seen that in like 25 years. Yeah. In the NFL. Did you guys so know about that? I knew of it, but I never seen it in person. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just different. It was, it's a lot of things in the rule book that you, if you study it, and you can you can find some things out. Uh, what did you think of the review rule change that has been happening this year? Yeah, I think it's the last year for it. You know, <laughs> it's just because you know it's just like a lot of a lot of times you see you know plays that are like blatant calls and they just they won't overturn it because you know they, I don't know why they want they just won't. So I think we just got to go back to just being the integrity of the game is like hey if they get it right the first time they get it right if they don't they just miss it. I think that's the best way we should do it. Yeah, that's a great point. Is this the first time in your uh, career that you've had to learn a new system? Because I guess it had been Dirk the whole yep. time that you'd been here so far. So how was that for you of being in the pros, having to essentially kind of start over in a new system again? Was it easier this time than when you were came in as a rookie to learn the playbook, or did it feel kind of similar in terms of the, the struggles of that? I mean, it felt, it felt really the same, honestly, because uh, it, it was just like a totally different offense from what we were playing in uh, with Coach Cutter. So it – uh, it was just like starting over from square one, I think. But the biggest thing was this time was you were learning with guys. And as a rookie, you were probably learning more about with like one or two guys. This time we were learning with everybody. Yeah. So we were all in it together. So we were all correcting each other. We were all, you know, in it together. And, and I think that's better when you can have a lot of guys that are, are learning together. You all can bring bring each other along better. Yeah, and you don't just feel behind because you you're a yeah, rookie. Exactly, exactly. You don't feel behind. Which yeah. I'm sure is never fun to be that rookie. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You, you're like, I got to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you feel like you mentioned that you've spent extra time with Jameis and now how do you feel like your chemistry is with him separate from the overall system and, and how well how comfortable yeah. you feel in that just your connection with Jameis how that's grown over the last couple of years it's grown a lot you know I, th I think it comes down to just you know uh, really just trusting time and really it's, it's more trust than anything you know the time is always going to be there like we, we know what route I'm going to run he knows like my speed and all that well uh it just comes down to you know me being in the right position and you know him allowing and him trusting me to be there so I think that's that's the biggest thing for us right now and and the more we get comfortable with that even sometimes like when a guy's on me and he feel like he still can feel like I can make that play and he gives it to me that's that's just what it all comes down to and you know how how much have you essentially um learned about yourself this season when there were some games that you have gotten in there and, and had a big production other games that you weren't mm -hmm. able to produce as much what have you sort of learned about yourself in those games in those moments that when the, right. the ups and downs the ebbs and flows and struggles right. of the season uh the, the biggest thing i've learned is just like it, it, the game of football is going to have highs and lows but uh at, at the end of the day you just got to keep uh, focusing up and pushing through and just keep playing hard because you know eventually there's going to be opportunity comes that the ball comes your way and you got to be prepared for it or whatever it may be uh, there are going to be games where you're just going to have to block really hard and be the best blocker you get you can be and you're going to have a chance you get to be the best receiver you can be so and and and, and that's the biggest thing that i learned with this game of football that it goes ups and downs but uh at the end of the day it's it's going to all be full come around full circle what did you know about bruce arians before he came in here to be a head coach 
Uh, you know, I just I knew him off the show, uh, the uh, the Arizona show, uh, the, the, on Amazon. Oh, uh, right. I, I watched it all or nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. I, I remember watching it in college, my eleventh grade year. Oh, I'm sorry, my junior year. Um, uh, I was watching it during training camp. I had nothing to do, so yeah. we, we were always in the dorm. So I was watching that, and I was like, man, he he he's on it. He's on yeah. these guys hard. Like he's <laughs> he's on them hard, and that's really I used to watch him on that, and I knew a little bit about him from the Steelers when they won the Super Bowl. So. Uh, but other than that, that's really my, all, all I knew about Coach. And is that still accurate? He's still on everybody. Hard? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, that's one thing with Coach. Nobody's left behind when, they, when, they, when it's with him. Yeah. yeah. So was it good that you were prepared for this, having watched All or Nothing? That it was oh, not yeah. a shock for you. Yeah, I knew what was coming, and, and you know, I knew how Coach coached, and you know, and, I mean, that's one of those things where you love it. You know, he's a player's coach, and we love him a lot. And. What has he brought to maybe Jameis or just the offense overall? But, I mean, he's known as such an offensive-minded guy. He's been called the quarterback whisperer, all of that stuff. What have you seen about the specifically offensive part of what he brings? Um, you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing about uh, his offense is just the matchups that you can get. Like, uh, you know, whatever the defense brings, there's always going to be an opportunity for someone in our offense to be open, no matter what the coverage is or no matter what the pressure is. We have, we have hots for that. If they bring blitzes, we have hot sights and adjust for that. Uh, you know, with our route combinations, there's always somebody that's going to be open with whatever coverage it is. So I think that's just the biggest thing about uh, his offense that I, I really learned a lot about. It's just about getting to your spot and finding the soft spot and getting open. Yeah, all right. And uh, how about Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator? Having someone that played so recently and played NBA mm -hmm. system, have you seen tangible ways that that has helped him, helped you guys relate to him maybe? Absolutely. You know, um, Coach Byron is just like, you know, he's like one of us, you know, him playing the game and he understands players. Like when you're having struggles, he, he understands like what you go through and he, he knows that, you know, he, he just under, he understands the game, but like being an NFL player. And uh, I think when you got to have a coach that can see it from that view, it just makes it a lot easier for a lot of a lot of the players. All right. Well, we're just past the halfway point here with tight end O.J. Howard. We have plenty more coming from Hooters on Hillsboro like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Welcome back into Hooters. We are live here with OJ on uh, Buccaneers Total Access. We still have uh, a couple more segments here with him. So much to get to to talk about. Uh, we were just talking about. Um, Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians and what they've brought to this team and, and how you guys have been able to click as an offense. Um, overall, what does the, their offense do for the tight end group in general and, and what you guys have all been sort of asked to do specifically in this offense? Yeah, we've, we've had a this, – this probably was a year that, uh, you know, Coach always was telling us we're going to have a chance to do <clears throat> block a lot of guys, you know, big guys. And so uh, when our one-on-one -on -one matchups every week with the DNs uh, was a big thing for us this year and, you know, it's a tough task, but, you know, we go out there and handle our own and own plays, and, and I think that's, that's, that's a good thing. But we also get opportunities in the, in the passing game. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're part of a lot of uh, going out wide a little bit, splitting out, splitting in. So we're in three different spots, and, uh, you know, we get a chance to get some big play opportunities. And uh, when they come, we gotta we got to make the most of them. How have you and Cam Braid in particular really grown together, learned from each other, and just the way that you two have um, in the last couple years really come into your own? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think, you know, with, with me and Cam, we just do a great job of just, hey, what do you think about this? What about critiquing each other? And, uh, you know, over the and, and, and since I've been here, he's always been that type of player. And, um, you know, he'll ask me questions every now and then about certain things, and I'll, I'll tell him what I think. And uh, we always 
go over coverages and talk about the different uh, guys we're going to face. So we do a good job of just, you know, always putting it, putting it together, putting two and two together about certain things. And uh, whatever happens with, between that, we make the most of it. What is it like to be on a team that has so many good pass catchers? I mean, again, we talk about nine different guys caught a yeah. pass on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, you know. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, it, it's, it's tough for us, you know. With the, uh, Sometimes you games you're going to get a lot of opportunities, some games you want. But it's also tough for the defense, too. You know, they got to worry about more guys to stop. And uh, it's hard to double-team guys. And then when guys do get double-teamed, you got to become uh, the guy that gets open uh, so Jameis can find a one-on-one matchup. Yeah, and Mike and Chris uh, definitely make it tough for other defenses as well, much mm-hmm. less everybody all together. But, um, I mean, the fact that Mike and Chris were able to both get to 1,000 yards as early in the season as they were, um, what does that say about each of them individually and then them as, as a pair of, of one-two receivers? Um, uh, it, it says a lot, uh, you know, um, you know, especially with Chris uh, this year with the, the jump he made from last year and, you know, um, you know, I've always seen it in Chris, honestly, man, with uh, coming in the same class as, as, as I did. And uh, he's just taking it to a whole nother level with his yards at the catch. And I haven't seen one guy tackle him all season. Yeah. You know, he, he's so physical when he gets the ball in his hand. And uh, Mike is Mike. You know, Mike is one of the best receivers in the NFL for years. And, uh, you know, and, and just having two guys that are able to do that on your team and, that's so impressive. You know, I don't think a lot of people – some pe- a lot of people realize it, but I think at the end of the year when we sit back and look at this season, like what those guys did and yeah. – Did you realize he could be what he is now? I knew a little bit of him about him, and then, you know, he started making those tough catches across the middle of the field. I'm like, this guy got range. Hmm. This guy has range. This guy don't drop much. Uh, he works hard. It eventually is going to pay off. I just kept seeing that, you know, because a couple of years, his first two years, like, he really wasn't, you know, he didn't get a lot of opportunities, but he worked so hard. And I'm like, this guy works so hard. Eventually something good is going to happen for him. And, and it came this year. And, you know, that's why you, if you really know Chris Godwin and the type of guy he is, how humble he is, how hard he works, you're with them. You know, you, you, you can't help but to root for a guy like that. Overall, it does seem like such a great locker room and, like, everybody really gets along well. Yeah. And how much does that matter? You know, I think a lot of people would say, oh, that, yeah, okay, so chemistry in the locker room, whatever. But try to explain how that would really translate onto the field. Oh, it, it, it helps a lot, you know. Um, you know, we, we're, we're all guys. Like, we were around each other so much uh, in the season. We are always at the facility, and, you know, we joke around. We, we, we hang out outside of football. We go eat and all that stuff. And just, you know, when you build that bond with guys, it just it makes the game so much funner when you, when you see guys succeed on, succeed on the field and they score touchdowns. It's just like because you genuinely are happy for guys because they're really your boys. You know, you, you really like him as a, as a great person. So, I mean, I think that just goes a long way in, when, you, when you're so cool with all, everybody in the locker room. We're at the very tail end of Pro Bowl voting, so I want to give you a chance to make your case for Mike and Chris yep. that why these guys need to be in the Pro Bowl. People that haven't gone to vote yet, tell yeah. them why these guys deserve to be in there. I mean, it, it really, it really, the film speaks for itself, but, I mean, for the guys who really don't watch football and <clears throat> you just don't really know much about them, I mean, they, they're, they're like two and three in the NFL and receiving, uh, according, before last week, uh, I mean, they make big plays. These guys have kept us in ball games all year when we were down. You know, we were receiving and making big catches. I mean, Chris Godwin for a while was just man, Atlanta made some awesome catches. Two in one game. I mean, players of the week. And, you know, th- these guys have every stat you can think of to be Pro Bowl guys. Like, you know, a lot of people are concerned about 
uh, being snubs, but you can't snub guys that are that they're showing it week in and week out. The NFL are, is on notice with these guys. Everyone in the NFL knows these guys are top 100 players. They're Pro Bowl players, possibly all pro players. Like, they, they, they've all the above. So these guys are the real deal. So, I mean, definitely Pro Bowl is the, is the least of their worries. They'll be fine. They'll be just fine. Yeah. Anybody yeah. out there that still wants to vote for all of your favorite Buccaneers, just do hashtag Pro Bowl vote and the handle on Twitter. That's all you have to do. Even retweets of tweets that already say that count. Um, we were talking earlier about Devin why You mentioned his forced fumble in the game. Um, you remember being, you know, a rookie real recently being asked to do a lot. He's being asked to quarterback the whole defense in, yeah. in addition to just playing his game. Um, how has he handled that responsibility? He's done it well. He's done it well. And, and, and Justin, you know, I think he missed a few games too or, or how many he missed. And he stepped in well and he, he's handled it like a pro. You know, he's, he's came in and he's shown why he was a, a top five pick in the first rounder. He's a – He's a great ball player. He knows how to find the football. Uh, his instinctive ability just to make plays happens is, is second to none. And he's playing by one of the best guys to ever do it, like Levante David. You know, So those guys together, they're going to be special for some years to come. And they're, they're already doing a lot right now this year. But I think when they both get a, get a chance to, to, to play together for a couple more years, they're going to do something really, really special. And I saw that uh, you guys had a nice little friendly wager about the LSU-Alabama game yeah. that involved one of you having to wear – the school colors of whoever beat you and unfortunately mm-hmm. for you that did not go real well yeah it didn't go well i i had to put on an lsu uh sweatshirt you know a couple we got a couple lsu guys on the team i think four or five actually yeah, we so got a lot we got a lot so they, they got the last laugh on that one man and, <laughs> but i'm not the only team they're laughing at they they're, they're rolling this year they got a lot at of least guys that made you yeah, feel better so it's I'm, not just me right exactly i'm not too embarrassed now did that hurt your heart having to put that on it did it did you know that, that hurt me you know but i was one of those things where, let's get this picture let's get out of the way and i'm not taking the picture for each one of y'all y'all gonna share this picture oh you just one and done that one, one and done so tell me the response that happens when you when you throw that on and then people see it on social media do you have a a lot of Bama fans getting oh, mad at you. No, nah, they're just like, oh, man, they, you know, they're really upset about the game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They're like, man, they got you. I'm like, yeah, you know how it goes. So, uh, but I think they're just more upset about the game that night because I had I took the picture night of. So yeah, you, uh, when yeah. it was fresh, <laughs> uh, when it was fresh. So they was mad at the game more than they were mad at me. So are you yeah. going to be willing to make that same bet next year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we. Oh, I got to. We got to. We got to bet it back. You're gonna have to if, if when you know if Alabama wins next year. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to provide a lot of Alabama. Game. You mentioned how many LSU guys. Oh yeah. There are oh, on the team. I got plenty at home. You got, you I got, got plenty, plenty at home. I'll be. They'll be. They can put, put anything on they want. And I know Devin. Uh, when he first got here, he was asked about you and going against you in, in practice and mm-hmm. seeing you in college. And um, he said, he, I think he called you a wide receiver in a tight end body. Yeah. That he was saying yeah. that you were essentially this freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, has he had he expressed that to you as well? Have you guys talked about that at all? And just what did it mean to you to hear him saying that kind of thing about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we talk, man. We got, we've, we've gotten a little clo- a lot closer since uh, he's came and things like that. So uh, I, I don't, I didn't remember. Uh, you know, I remember him when he was a freshman because he. Was, we always talk about how he ran down on a kickoff and I was on kick return blocking him and stuff. So that's what we always laugh Who about. Who got the best of that match? He, he say he did, but of I don't course remember. He says I, that. I, I don't remember that. I just said we won the game. That's all that matters. <laughs> so. I don't know. The uh, fact that you say you don't remember makes it sound like maybe he did get the better. I, I told him I got to pull up the film because oh. he, he was wearing a different number that year. So that's true. So I was like, what number were you? So, uh, but but yeah, you know, me and him, we always, you know, we joke around about the LSU and and, and the Alabama game all the time. But but yeah, genuinely, man, he, he he's made me better. You know, as far as like having to go blocking him at practice during camp and me running routes, him having to cover a tight end like myself. You know, so I think we both uh, just iron sharpen iron sharpens iron type of thing. Was it cool for you to realize that B.A. had uh, coached for Bear Bryant, that, that history of Alabama? Yeah, it was. You know, when I heard that, 
Um, and he coached at Alabama. That was the roots, man. I, I kind of could see that in the way he coaches and stuff. So that was pretty awesome. You could see that there's still threads of that even now in Alabama and the way they do things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely the old school. I mean, even from like the no music at practice, you know, not many teams in the NFL I don't think do that. You know, we're just so old school and, you know, coach, uh, coach does it his way. But, you know, it's one of those things where like you, you respect it because he's had so much success. So, I mean, it's like, you know, how could you not? Yeah, that's great. Yep. We still have one more segment coming up here with tight end O.J. Howard. So we'll be right back on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. It is time for our final segment here, live from Hooters on Hillsborough. We have been joined by tight end O.J. Howard, and it has been a blast. And we always like to throw in some stuff where we get to know you a little bit more as a person and I always love how the moment people see you meet you see photos of you whatever it is they are always blown away by how big you are yeah. hearing that you're a tight end um, so how often do you is that usually that one of the first things people say to you yeah I mean people that kind of meet me for the first time wonder if I play basketball always yeah. so I'm like no not a basketball player you play something you play uh, something <laughs> yeah kind of yeah I, I, I dabble right, right, right. <laughs> um, so how do you credit the way that you were able to get this big. Is your family big like this? Like, where where did this come from? Yeah, my mom's a, a tall woman. She's like 5'10". My dad's he's, he's really tall. He's pretty tall, 6'4". Uh, you know, that's where my height comes from, but the, the weight, the, the weight came out of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> I mean, college, you know, I went to, you know, Alabama, got on the program there and we started working out hard and, you know, I was just a skinny little thing going to college, like, really? like, like 210, okay. you know, and then when I left, I was 245. So, wow. I mean, I mean, Alabama did do it to you. And was that good weight, bad weight? Was it some of both at different times in college? It was, it was some of both, yeah. you know, honestly, I didn't realize it until you look back on your pictures from the combine and look at it now. You're like, how much you can just tone up even when you're already like my physique, yeah. you know, it was a little bit of both. And, you know, it, you know, it was kind of shocking. I, I didn't have a lot of percentage of body fat, which isn't always good. Um, so, you know, but it, it's a good weight now. Well, one of my favorite things I learned about you was that when you were younger, you were eating, was it multiple Snickers a day, essentially? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that's, I yeah. always say that, you know, people should tell their kids now that that's how you get big and strong is right. a thousand Snickers a day. Eat a, eat a whole bunch of Snickers and drink some milk with it. You'll be fine. <laughs> that, that's what I was doing in college. So. And you've got the sweet tooth. Uh, is that where the idea, you have an ice cream truck mm -hmm. back home. Is that where the idea for that came from, that you just had such a sweet tooth? You thought, hey, how can I uh, combine these things here? Right. It was, it was part of that, too. And, and just one of those things where, like, I was growing up as a kid in my neighborhood. We didn't really have an ice cream truck. And I just always wanted one. I'm like, why don't we have one? <laughs> so I'm like, I, these the kids have to feel the way I felt when I was younger. So I was like, hey, let's try to see how it worked. And they love it. You know what I mean? So that was part of it. And, you know, everyone loves it back home. And it does a great job of just, you know, uh, the support the community shows. And they do a really, we do a really good job with it. So if you didn't have one, how did you know how badly you wanted one? Like, where did this desire come from as a kid of why do we not have an ice cream truck? I mean, because it, where I lived in the country, uh, we didn't, it didn't make it that far out of the, uh, to where, the, where I lived in the zone I was zoned in. But it would always stay in the city limits. And, I, and like, I would be in the city at my friend's house. And, oh, so then you'd see it. And then I would go yeah. to it. And then, like, I'm like, we need this where I'm at. And then, you know, it took years, obviously, to get it. But I knew the kids felt the same way I felt. So I was like, they will love it. That's got to be cool. And I know uh, this last offseason we went to Snow Bocce and created your own ice cream flavor. Yeah. That's where the rolled ice cream was. Uh, I checked in with them last night to hear how that's been doing. And apparently they said they've sold more than 500 of the OJ flavor. Are you yeah. feeling pretty good about this? I'm feeling pretty good. We're on the roll. This that's is like your second games. career here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
hey, I may get into the role now, the role, because I created that flavor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what is it, like strawberries, and Snickers? Snickers. Yes, yeah, we had to go so, with your, which I remember thinking sounded real it, sketchy Yeah, at I know. First. <laughs> and then they end up being like, people are like, oh, this is pretty cool, actually, pretty good, actually. So you're a trendsetter and a chef over here. Yep, yep. That's so great. Um, what What is home like? You talked about your, your town and the fact you guys didn't have mm-hmm. that ice cream truck. What was home like for you growing up? Uh, you know, home is, you know, real... You know, uh, it, it's really country, honestly. Like, where I grew up, honestly, we had no stoplights. We had one caution light. That's it. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, we're big on outdoors, like riding four-wheelers, it, you know, uh, go-karts and things like that. Uh, honey, hunting, uh, just playing football outside, basketball. It was always more like I'm outside more than I'm in. So it was just <laughs> one, one of those type of things growing up. What did you hunt growing up? Uh, I did deer hunting. Uh, deer hunting was the only type of hunting I've ever done. Um, I, you know, I've actually been asked to go turkey hunting. I, I went uh, uh, dove hunting once uh, as I was like 10, 9 or 10. So I've done that once, but deer hunting is mainly the biggest thing I've done. I imagine it's hard for you to sneak up on anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. a little bit big. Yeah, we're just chilling up there. You know, we're just camping out. We're just yeah. up there hanging out in a tree stand and, you know, waiting. Yeah, you got to be up there the in the tree game. stand. You're, yep. you're, not, you're not sneaking up on anything oh, out no, there in the field. No, 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 not going to happen. <laughs> um, so for you, grow, was it hard to leave, you know, this, I mean, you'd been your whole life in Alabama mm-hmm. and such a small town, one of those everybody knows everybody sort of situations. Right. Was it hard when you first had to leave? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of was. It was kind of, you know, but at the end of the I knew it wasn't so far away. You know, I was only from Tuscaloosa from my house was like an hour and 40 minutes. So uh, if, if it was access needed, you can get down the road in no time. So that wasn't as bad. And, you know, it was kind of cool for a change. You know, it's like. One of those things where you're like not too far from home, but you're far enough where you can just kind of like finally like, hey, say I'm seeing something different because Tuscaloosa is more of a bigger city. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so now looking at this uh, game in Detroit, uh, what is the mentality now that you guys know that even though you won the game, unfortunately, you end up getting eliminated from the playoffs because of what all the other teams were doing. So yeah. now that you know you still have a few games left and, and no playoffs, what is the mentality going forward either for you as an individual and then the team at large and how you guys tend to try to approach this? Um, like, like, I was, like I was saying earlier about December football, I think this is a chance for us to learn how to play December football, um, You know how to win games in December and just – uh, build on this for next season because uh, I, I got a strong feeling we're going to have a chance to be playing December football, but <clears throat> for a reason to be to be in the playoffs and to have a chance to get a higher seed, you know. So uh, why not start now and get everybody's feet wet so all of our younger guys and, you know, for us, we can just get used to just saying, hey, we've been here before and we know what it takes to win in December. And you guys will be playing uh, indoors and, and on turf. Do you, do you have a preference on that of indoor, outdoor, turf, not, how that affects you? You know, it depends on what turf. You know, I think Atlanta has one of the best uh, turf fields. Uh, but, you know, I, I like grass. You know, I grew up on the grass. And, you know, it's nothing like playing football on that grass. And looking at Detroit, I know they've lost um, several in a row. How do you guys kind of make sure you don't um, overlook them? That I know Coach had said something about how recently he felt like maybe even the week before this game that because mm-hmm. you guys had won two in a row, he felt like he saw some – some tendencies to maybe rest right, on the right, laurels right. a little bit. How mm-hmm. do you guys make sure you don't do that? Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, it's one of those things where it just comes back to being a pro. You know, you got to try to always critique your craft and just, you know, go about it the right way and just try to, you know, stay focused on the task at hand. You know, sometimes it's hard because every day you go to work, um, you know, your motivation won't always be there. You won't be motivated every day, but your discipline has to always be there. So that's when discipline comes into play and the things that you do uh, in your sleep has to keep 
becoming a habit, you know, and just keep doing it over and over again. That's awesome. Well, OJ, thanks so much for being with us. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And thanks to all of you guys for being with us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with OJ Howard live from Hooters on Hillsborough, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Join us next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsborough Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best Bucks coverage. 